You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast, of course, brought to you by our good friends at MyBookie. And our exclusive promotional deal with my bookie, it's still good, guys, for at least a couple more days. So if you have been on the fence, there is quite literally not much time left to, to think about it. Jump in right now. Still got plenty of bowl games left. Still got NFL games left. College basketball is just getting hot and heavy right now. So jump on in. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code UGA to get up to $200 in cash. They'll match that first deposit up to $200. And that's like no strings attached. Straight cash out of your account. As soon as you bet that deposit money, then that is, that cash is free for you guys to withdraw to do whatever you want with it. So do it now, guys. But anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie i am your host tyler and back from our holiday break to join me and this sincerely pains me to say this guys but it's it's here our final picks episode of the 2022 college football season is the star of the podcast which of course is my coach charlie charlie it is truly fantastic to have you back on here with me i feel like it's been a couple of weeks how were the holidays for you they're pretty good how are yours I can't complain. I didn't have to do, I mean, I traveled a fair amount. I didn't have to get on a plane, which that was, I guess, good. Because, I mean, have you seen, I'm sure you have, Charlie, seen all the chaos that's that's abounding across the country with air travel lately? Yeah, that's why I don't like to travel during the holidays or in the winter. Yeah. Um, is it is it about the winter, though? Is it more just Southwest? Because it's primarily Southwest. Southwest well, is being Southwest incompetent. Southwest this week. They are, the other airlines were canceling flights left and right last week and over the weekend. Yeah, they were. They were. You're right. So, I mean, you're right. Just traveling in general over the holidays, if you got to fly, I know that's that can be a nightmare. So, for any of you out there that got stuck in all that, I am so sorry. I know it's not our fault, but I just feel for you. I know that was uh, certainly not the way you wanted to spend your holiday season. But, yeah, it was, it was a good holiday, Charlie. Um, we have a lot of picks to get to. And I don't want to spend too much time here at the outside talking about Christmas because it's it's come and gone. But I just I just got to ask you because I know that like you're a, you're a huge Christmas person, Charlie. I don't know if I, I know anyone that's got more of the Christmas spirit than you do. Um, I just had to ask how like how long ago or when exactly did you take down your Christmas decorations? Because I feel like I saw like I can't remember if it was Christmas Day maybe or the early the 26th where um, I drove by and like there was just nothing going on at the Charlie abode. Like when exactly did you take all that stuff down? Christmas night. Christmas night. So you didn't waste any time. So you like my house was getting cleaned on Monday, so I wanted to make sure everything was out of the way. 
And why did you plan to have your house clean on Monday when you know that Christmas was the day before? Couldn't you have just like kept it up a little bit? Like was was your house not decorated prior to Christmas and maybe a maid was coming by and clean things up? Well, yeah, but then it's out of the way and less for her to go around, for them to work around. This is why we love you, Charlie. Just an incredible person, always thinking of other people. Well, I'm glad that your holiday season was seemed kind of painless. Um, I'm glad that you got your Christmas decorations down, because I know that's not something that's uh, super high on uh, on your list. But Christmas has come and gone, Charlie. No more Christmas talk. We have some picks to make. We gave out part one of our ball picks through Wednesday, December 28th, a couple of weeks ago, the last episode you were on. So today, we've got to give out the rest of our bowl picks, which of course includes the playoff games, the New Year's Six, and the other big bowl games. Um, but first, Charlie, I, I do uh, want to do this real quick, real quick. I know that we're recording this Tuesday afternoon, the 27th, so we can't do a full recap of part one of our bowl picks because some of those games are still left to be played. But can you give us, can you pull out the handy-dandy handy notebook there that you've kept all year long? Not a spreadsheet, an actual physical notebook. Can you pull that out and give us a quick status update so far as it relates to our bowl picks? All right. Well, you are currently 5-3 and three against the spread with four more plays over the next two days. This puts you at 131-91, and 91, which is 59%. So you're still flirting with that 60% mark that I know you're shooting for. It's going to happen, Charlie. I'm going to make it happen. We'll see. I'm 2-2 two and two through the first week and a half of bowl season with four more plays through Wednesday's games. I'm 86-62 and 62 at 58%, so trailing by one point. This is, it all comes down to this, Charlie. Like, you've been nipping on my heels. Like you, I know you didn't start out on a super hot streak the first couple of weeks, but you, you went like, I don't know, what was it like? I feel like a month straight where you were just nailing. I think it was like seventy plus percent for like a month straight, and you were right there. You're you're right there on my tail. What you said, fifty eight percent? Yes, currently. Okay, so I'm shooting for I'm shooting for sixty. I, I think I can make this happen. I think I can make it happen. We'll see what happens here. So we've got some more winners to give you out, Charlie. I know we've got a lot of a lot of picks to make today. A lot of games. Now, just for for those of you who might not have listened to part one of this, I encourage you to go back and check that. Out. I know those games have already been played for the most part, but hey, it's just some fun college football talk why not right but if you missed that episode charlie is gonna she has all the bowl games here laid out she's, she's gonna go down each one we don't necessarily have to make a pick on every bowl game we're trying to give you guys the winners i bet on every game and i've had a pretty good bowl season so far i'm i'm 12 and 5 overall right now i feel good about where i've been in bowl season um but i didn't give out all those picks in the first part of, of our bowl picks because I want to give you ones I was most confident in i'm gonna do the same thing this time i'll probably tell you which way i'm gonna lean but i'll also tell you if i'm not like I, I'm just going to tell you exactly which ones I would encourage you to bet on because I just like to have a little stake on these games to make it a little bit more fun during the holidays. But uh, I'll just try to I'll try to make that as clear as I can for you guys as we go through these picks. But Charlie, where are we going to kick things off today? We're going to start with a trio of games on Thursday. First up, we had the Bad Boy Motors Pinstripe Bowl, which has Minnesota matched up with Syracuse. Bowl games weren't made to be played outdoors up north, but that's exactly where this one will be played. doesn't look like snow is in the forecast, but it will be cold anyway in a game featuring two teams that want to run the ball and run the football some more. Minnesota is favored by 10 over Syracuse. I do not have a play on this game, which, which I'm sure you do. I mean, as I said, I'm going to bet on every single game. I'm actually going to put a play on here for you guys. So I'm putting this on the actual card. All right, Charlie? I'm not taking a side on the card. If I had to lean one way, like Minnesota is going to win this game. Are they going to win by 10? That's my question. Minnesota doesn't score. 
Like they're not a proficient scoring offense anyway. And defensively, Syracuse is pretty good. Uh, they have a lot of opt out. Sean Tucker's not playing in this game. Um, defense coordinators moved on. Offense coordinators moved on. So there's just a lot of attrition for Syracuse. So I, I feel confident Minnesota is going to win. I, I, uh, I don't know if I'm actually going to take a side on this game. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to take the the under 42 here, Charlie. All right, Minnesota is a top five scoring defense, only getting up 13 points per game. They've been really good on defense for a couple of years now. I mentioned it, Syracuse without Sean Tucker, who's an awesome running back, one of the best running backs in the country. Um, he's the engine to their offense. Um, Robert and I has moved on. He is no longer their, their offensive coordinator. Uh, in Minnesota, on the other side, they're offensively challenged themselves. They're probably going to go with their backup quarterback yet again. Tanner Morgan might give it a shot. We're not sure there. But even if Tanner Morgan gives it a go, like what does that mean? Tanner Morgan was really good back in, in 2019. He's been... He's been okay. You know, they don't win games because of Tanner Morgan. Let's just say that. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of scoring in this game. This is two teams that like to run the ball quite a bit. So give me the under 42 in the pinstripe bowl. All right. Next up is the Cheez-It Bowl with FSU facing off against Oklahoma. Um, In the first of the two Cheez-It-centric bowls, the Seminoles are looking to finish strong to carry some momentum into the offseason against an Oklahoma team that limped to a very disappointing 6-6 finish under their first-year head coach, Brent Venables. They just were deplorable this year. Deplorable? That's a great word, Charlie. That's kind of what they were. Like, If you're an OU fan, do you feel good about Brent Venables right now? Because they were all excited about him in the offseason. No, absolutely not. Well, they had to be. They were losing Lincoln Riley. It was the defense mechanism. It was like, oh, yeah, we don't care, Lincoln. Who cares? We got Brent. And yeah, it's like, no, nah, not exactly. so much. Uh, OU has some notable opt-outs, including starting runner, running back Eric Gray and starting left tackle Wanya Morris. Did I say that right? You did say that. Yay. George's own. All right. FSU has most of their key pieces playing in this one. FSU's gotten better and better throughout the season. I'm taking FSU uh, minus nine and a half. I, I am going to bet on FSU minus nine and a half, but I'm not going to put that on my card. However, I do have a play on this one, Charlie. Give me, I haven't done one of these in a minute, but give me the Florida State team total over 37 and a half. So Florida State team total over 37 and a half. Yes, I do like Florida State. They're far better than Oklahoma, um, but I just, I mean, nine and a half is a lot. It's a lot in a bowl game. So yeah, give me the FSU team total over 37 and a half. Oklahoma guys, they're 107th nationally in rush defense. They have 190 yards a game, so almost 200, almost two bills. Uh, Florida State's 12th nationally in rushing offense. They're averaging 217 yards a game. I I agree with you, Charlie. You said that Florida State has gotten better and better as the season has progressed, and you are 100% correct in that assessment. In fact, I've said this a couple of times. I'll say it again one more time before the season's over. I believe right now, currently, Florida State is the best team in the ACC, and I think by a pretty decent margin. I think if they played Clemson, I think if they played North Carolina, I think if they played NC State, whoever they played Wake Forest again, I think they would be every one of those teams. They went on a little three-game losing streak in the middle of their season. Uh, Jordan Travis is kind of a little bit, a little bit banged up, has some injuries at running back, but they are playing at an extremely high level right now. I firmly believe they're the best team in the ACC. That's just not how these things work. Um, and Florida State has scored at least 38 points in five straight games to end the regular season. This Oklahoma defense, it, it ain't it, man. This is not the defense that's going to hold them under 38. So give me FSU to build some momentum, carrying that over into the offseason. Where I think Florida State has a chance, Charlie, to be, I think they'll probably be the, the favorite in the ACC or right there with Clemson. I think it'll be a fun a fun offseason conversation. I think Florida State has a chance to be a potential like top 10 team going into 2023. So yeah, give me FSU over 38 
are over 37 and a half. All right, that Valero Alamo Bowl has Texas favored by three over Washington. Washington got a shot in the arm when quarterback Michael Penix announced he was coming back for another year. Penix looks to lead the Huskies in an upset bid against Texas in the Longhorns' home state. With these two offenses, this game has a chance to be one of the more fun matchups of the entire bowl season. I don't have a play in this game, but I'm sure you do. So what's your take? Oh, Charlie, I absolutely do. In fact, this is a top three bet of the entire bowl season for me. I think the wrong team is favored here, Charlie. The I don't I don't understand it. I think the the only thing Texas has going for them, the only advantage I see in this game is that it's played in the state of Texas. Like, sure, I guess that's some bit of an advantage. Yeah, it'll probably be a partisan Texas crowd. Cool, but Washington's just the better football team. Texas does not have B. John Robinson, who is the engine to their offense. They don't have Roshan Johnson, who's, who's their backup running back. So on the third string tailback, which I guess tailbacks don't matter as much. But Quinn Ewers, it, Quinn Ewers hasn't been good this year, guys. I know they had all this hype and he had a good first half or first quarter against Alabama. But since he came back from injury, he has not been good. He has not been good. They've been winning in spite of him. Michael Penix is is the is the star in this game. He is by far the best player in this game. And him coming back, as you mentioned, Charlie, I totally agree with you. That is a shot in the arm for them. That's the kind of momentum you want to carry into bowl season. Washington is a good football team. They're not great on defense, but they are dynamic on offense. They have a couple really good receivers. Penix has incredible arm talent. Kalen DeBoer has done a hell of a job turning that team around in one season. I think they have the motivation edge in this game with, with Penix coming back. So yes, absolutely top three bet the bowl season for me. Washington plus three and a half. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm I'm going to put some money on Washington plus three and a half. I'm also going to put money on the money line for Washington to win outright as an upset special. I love this bet. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but this is, I feel strongly about this one. This is the top three bet the bowl season for me. I know it's kind of scary when it's in Texas, but come on guys. Like If you've watched these two teams all year long, Washington has been far more consistent. They've been far more dynamic. They've just been a better football team. Uh, Texas has too many guys opting out. Washington I think this is a um, it potentially is a little bit of a it just means more principal play. So yeah, give me the Huskies. I, I'm going big on this one, guys. And before we move on to Friday, let's go ahead and take a break and talk about our partner, my bookie. Yes, Charlie, my bookie. I, I said the outside of the episode. There's only a couple more days that our promo deal is going on. So, guys, I'm telling you, go ahead and jump in right now. Okay, my bookie, they do it right. There's no better place to place your bets, whether it's on college football, these bowl games, college basketball, the NFL. Heck, you know, even though the college football season's almost over, it'll just be a couple of months and they'll start to see some of those win total bets coming around. So go ahead, jump in now. They will match that first deposit up to two hundred dollars in cash. No strings attached to it. There's no rollover, nothing like that. It's just gonna be cash added to your account. And as soon as you bet that initial deposit, then that money is free for you to withdraw to just go have fun with, to do whatever it is that you want to do with it. So jump in on the action now. And by the way, guys, to spice up just a little bit more, we are still like almost in the, the dead middle of the 12 days of giveaways where my bookie from Christmas leading into the new year just has different ways to, I mean, really what they're doing is giving you free money, like NFL free plays, college ball free plays, parlay boost, all these different ways to just put money in your pocket. So now guys, now is the time to jump in on the action with my bookie and bet anything, anytime, anywhere. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. 
Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lipson Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipson Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right. So on Friday, things really started to heat up. Um, starting with the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte with NC State and Maryland um, matched up. NC State is a slight one-point favorite over Maryland. I don't really care who wins. I don't have a play on this. I just want to see someone to actually – do I want to see a coach slathered in Mayo? Did or you see I it don't? last year with Shane Beamer last year? I did, it's but they disgusting. did it after the game. They didn't do it on the field. Well, yeah, they, they have him sit down. They put goggles on. and they, they just it, it was just not even like – I don't know. It wasn't really entertaining. Right, they need to do it on the field. I think that would be far better. Are you a Mayo person? Um, depends, and not a lot. Only a little. I am strongly opposed to Mayo. I have a strong antipathy towards anything Mayo-related. I'm a very picky eater, but Mayo, I'm disgusting. I mean, I know a lot of you out there like, that's great. I, I can't do it. Like, So, Charlie, if I was a coach, there's no way in hell I would agree to a Mayo bath because I would, I would vomit profusely all over everyone and everything. So no, no, just couldn't do it. But yes, I do have a play. In fact, Charlie, I have two plays on the Duke's Mayo Bowl. This is a matchup between NC State and Maryland. Maryland, driven by their offense primarily. NC State, definitely driven by their defense. They're horrific on offense. But Maryland's top three wide receivers are out. So that is a major hit to an offense that has been the engine to this Maryland football team. Well, NC State has been driven by defense, as I mentioned. They don't have any major opt-outs on defense. All their best players, as of right now, at least as far as we know, are planning to play in this game. So that, to me, is edge NC State, especially when the margin here is minus one. The NC State quarterback situation, I have to be honest, does concern me. They might be down to the four-string quarterback Ben Finley but it's not like he's just being thrust in there for the first time he, he played the last couple of weeks of the season hey beat North Carolina right so he, he played well down that stretch MJ Morris might be back um there's a chance in fact I think he probably will but I think they'll be fine either way I don't think Maryland's gonna score a lot of points this guy I think NC State I, I don't like their offense I think they score enough to win so give me NC State minus one on the strength of that defense I feel really strongly about that one too guys that's probably a top five ball play for me and then um, I'm almost I'm also going to go the under 46 in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, Charlie. I mentioned NC State driven by their defense. They are a top 15 scoring defense nationally. They've been really good for a couple of years. Have an awesome trio of linebackers. Maryland's offense is handicapped with the opt-outs at this point. And NC State has just they haven't been able to score all season. They're only averaging 25 points a game. And the quarterback situation I mentioned does concern me here. So I think the under 46 is also a really strong play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. Okay, well, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl has UCLA and Pitt matched up. UCLA is favored by five and a half. Both of these teams had higher aspirations this season, but this is still an intriguing offense versus defense matchup in El Paso. It looks like Dorian Thomason Robinson 
Lots of suns in there. And most of UCLA's other key offensive pieces will be playing in this game. I know there were some questions there. Uh, what's your take on this? I don't have a play on this game. No play on the I Sun Bowl? I have one on the next game, but not on the Sun Bowl. Would you like to play? Would you like to go to a bowl game in El Paso? Mm, I mean, I think it's good to experience lots of different places. So, sure. I had a friend who's from El Paso. Oh, really? Yeah, see, I've never been to El Paso, so I'm with you. I just like going to new places. I'm totally with you on that. So I would go. I don't know how fun it would be. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's basically on the border there, right? Essentially? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think Juarez is not too far from there, which is kind of scary. But anyway, uh, we don't need a geography lesson here. We're talking football. So UCLA, yeah, Charlie, Like I don't I don't understand this line. As of right now, you mentioned it. DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, starting running back Zach Charbonnet, top wide receiver Jake Bobo. They're all practicing, and there has been no indication that they are not playing this game. In fact, all indications are that they probably are going to be playing this game. If that stands and all three of those guys do play for this UCLA, UCLA offense, I think the Bruins should be favored by like two touchdowns. Like I, I don't understand it. Um, Pitt is kind of like NC State. They're driven by their defense, with Pat Narduzzi being an old-school defensive guy himself. They're top 20 defense, at least they were all season long. But... The Panthers are down five defensive starters. And oh, by the way, they're also down the starting quarterback. No Keaton Slovis. He's transferred out. He's going to BYU. Starting running back Israel Abanakanda, who's been really good for them. He's opting out. Both starting offensive tackles are opting out. So, I mean, it's just a, it's a mash unit for Pitt right now. UCLA doesn't have those opt-outs, at least that we know about. I think UCLA was the like by far the better team all season anyway. So if you're giving me UCLA under a touchdown, I have got to jump all over that. So yeah, give me the Bruins minus five and a half in the Sun Bowl. Okay, the Gator Bowl sponsored by Tax Slayer is matching up Notre Dame and South Carolina. South Carolina finished the season strong with two top 10 wins over Tennessee and in-state rival Clemson. Still can't believe they were able to do that. But the Cox entered the game Gator Bowl as a two-point underdog against a Notre Dame team, which I'm surprised that they're the underdog because Notre Dame is dealing with so many opt-outs, including quarterback Drew Pine, who's transferred to Arizona State. Uh, I'm not picking a side in this game, but I am going to take the under, which is 51 and a half. I I don't have the under on my card here, Charlie, but my God, I like that now that you mention it. Mm, can I steal that? If you would like. I kind of want to steal that, Charlie. Mm, okay, yeah, put that on the card. Yeah, 51 and a half, let's do it. Yeah, I'm also going to take a side here, though. I was all set to take... South Carolina. Like when I saw this this bowl matchup announced, I was like, oh yeah. Like especially once I saw that Drew Pine wasn't playing, and uh, as expected, Michael Mayer's opting out. I was all set to take South Carolina, but then news started to leak. The more I looked into this game, that Tyler Buckner was going to play for Notre Dame. If you're not familiar who Tyler Buckner is, he was Notre Dame's starting quarterback to open the season. He went out like week two, I think, with an injury. He's been out all season. He was supposed to be out for the year, but he is apparently now healthy and he's been practicing. And the word is he's going to play. Now, Notre Dame is not good on offense. And without Michael Mayer, it's going to be rough for them. he's, He's been the majority of their offense all season long. But Buckner... I know he might be a little rusty. He's a better quarterback than Drew Pine ever was. There's a reason he was the starter to open the season. And then on the other side, the Cox have four starters out on defense. They're also out their top two tight ends, their best offensive lineman, and Marshawn Lloyd at running back. I know they finished strong as you laid out there, Charlie. You can't take that away from them. They did finish strong. But I think Notre Dame is just better, especially when you factor in the opt-outs in this game. And I'm getting, I mean, I don't know here, Charlie. So what is it? It was Notre Dame, what? Minus two? Yes. 
Yeah, give me Notre Dame minus two. I think Notre Dame is going to win this football game. Uh, South Carolina has also lost their offensive coordinator. So, yeah, I think I think all signs for me here point Notre Dame. I also like that under 51 and a half. All right, this next bowl game I'm very excited to watch is the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, which has Ohio favored by one over Wyoming. This bowl game has gotten canceled the past two years. Well, I think it was last year was the first time the Barstool had... No, I think it was two years. Okay, maybe it was. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. I think the first year was COVID, and it just got completely canceled. Okay. And then... Oh, okay. Okay, the bowl game. Okay, I've got you. Right. Got you, got you. And then last year, they couldn't find anybody to play. Who was it? Wyoming? I no. don't know. There were opt I think it was Central Michigan. Or Montana was, was supposed Mich- to play or Central something. Central Michigan was playing somebody. Yeah, but they couldn't find a matchup. So, I'm re- I think that this will be a great way... For people to find out about Barstool if they don't know about Barstool already. It is going to be a totally different type of broadcast. You can check it out at barstool.tv. It's probably worth tuning in just to get a different type of broadcast. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see how... Because, I mean, I I know Barstool is very controversial and very polarizing. And I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. But you're right. It'll be a very interesting different broadcast. It's more entertainment-based. So I'm curious to see kind of how they go about doing it. Yeah, so if you have wives, girlfriends, friends, this might be a better way to introduce them to football or to try to engage them because some of the commentary will just be stupid but entertaining. Uh, that's, I guess that's what they're going to go for. Do you have a side in this one? No, I do not. All right, I do, Charlie. Um, I've got, you had Ohio minus one. The line is moved to Wyoming. It's, it's moved to two. Uh, at least last time I checked. So I'm going to take Wyoming plus two. I think the wrong, it's another game where I think the wrong team is favored. Yes, throughout the season, Ohio was the better team. So it's not like outrageous that Ohio is favored here. I get why they are because you look at their statistical profile, they've been a better team all year long. But it's a different Ohio team right now. I don't think they're the better team right now. Curtis Rourke, who is Ohio's starting quarterback all year, who was fantastic. You might not know that name. You don't pay attention to Maction, which I love watching Maction. It's great. Curtis Rourke, I mean, had a hell of a year. Got hurt late in the season. C.J. Harris, his backup, just is not good. Um, the offense, he started the last two games. The offense has taken a big hit with him taking over. They're only averaging 323 yards a game and 22 points a game with him, including just a, a very, very poor showing in the MAC championship game against Toledo a couple weeks ago. Uh, with with Curtis Rourke against MAC teams, Ohio is averaging 442 yards a game and 36 points a game. Massive drop off without him in there. So that's why I say it's a different Ohio team. I've watched Ohio play like three or four games this year. They were good with Rourke. They're not good with Harris right now. Like they're just, they're fine. The defense is still fine, but he's just not he's just not there. Like he's just not ready to be the starting quarterback. Uh, Wyoming is offensively challenged. They are. They are very offensively challenged. But they play some good defense. And with C.J. Harris in there at quarterback for Ohio, I like Wyoming's chances here. So give me the Cowboys plus two in the Arizona Bowl. All right, we will wrap things up on Friday night with the first New Year's six game. Uh, the bowl season in Miami with Clemson set to face off Tennessee as a four and a half point favorite. This game will hurt the eyes with all of that orange and then the orange accents because it's the orange bowl. There's going to be a lot of orange. There have been a ton of opt outs for both teams. Definitely not the same teams that we saw during the season. Obviously, um, his name just escaped DJ Oyungalele. He's out. He's out. And Tennessee's quarterback. Who was, Hooker. There we go. Yep, he's it hurt. It just escaped me. Yep. Um, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. 
Charlie, I'm not touching with an 11-foot pole. Like, I, I'm going to bet on it, but I'm not going to put it on my car. Because, again, I bet on every single one of these games. I'm going to put a very small bet on this game. I th- I'm going to take Clemson, I believe, in this game. No, wait. Clemson, what, four-and-a-half point favorite? No. Give me Tennessee. If, 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 it's, if I'm going to get four-and-a-half, give me Tennessee. I, I do th- – I mean – I don't know. No, I don't know, Charlie. I, I'm. I don't even know what I'm gonna bet on this game. I'm definitely not touching it. I, all along, I was gonna go with Clemson. Um, I don't know this. I, I still think Clemson. I know there's a ton of opt outs. That's that's the thing. There's so many opt outs for both teams. It's hard to to have a much of a read on this. But I do think Clemson has more of a culture established right now. I think they have a nasty, a bad taste in mouth with the way things ended. They have. Obviously, Kate Klubnick's going to start this game. He's the hotshot freshman who kind of took over in the AC Championship game. I think they want to enter the offseason on a on a high note with him to get some momentum into 2023. Of course, Tennessee does too. I, I like Klubnick, I think, better than I do Joe Milton. So I think I would bet on on, on Clemson at this point, but I'm like actually putting it on my card. I'm not telling you guys to put any money on this. That's just, I don't know, too many, too many variables with that game. All right, before we get into Saturday... Um... Let's stop and take a break to talk about Alumni Hall. A lot of you guys may have gotten some extra cash for the holidays. You need to take it to Alumni Hall and get yourself some new gear. Get your loved ones some new gears. Maybe you need a new cup or a new hat. Maybe you need some um, tailgate stuff for Saturday. You can get everything you need at Alumni Hall. Ponchos, Charlie. It looks like it might be raining on Saturday in Atlanta. So ponchos might be... I don't know. Just put it out there. Yeah. Jackets, rain jackets. Well, yeah, because you can't take your umbrella in. I, yeah, the, yeah. Maybe you can find a new Georgia umbrella. And getting into a Mercedes Benz is not always the easiest thing. You nope, just kind of stand will. there in a mass of people. You will be standing in the rain if it is raining. Yep, yeah, you absolutely will. So Alumni Hall guys, they've got you covered. Charlie's exactly right. Make sure you're stopping today inside the Epps British Shopping Center here in the wonderful Classic City or online at alumnihall.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right. Well, the Transperfect Music City Bowl is on Saturday, and it's a matchup in Nashville with the worst offense in the SEC, which is Kentucky, set to match up with the worst offense in the Big Ten, which is Iowa. Iowa is a two-and-a-half-point favor. Um, as bad as both of these offenses are normally, it will be even worse come Saturday because Kentucky will be without Will Levis and Iowa will be starting their third-string quarterback. The point total is 31. I don't know if a bowl game has ever had a total that low. Especially a non-Service Academy bowl game. I, I but know. guess what? 
I'm taking the no. under. Are you doing it? I'm taking the under, and I'm taking Kentucky plus two. Oh, and Kentucky plus two. Plus two and a half. Plus two and a half. It's got to try. You know, I don't hate it. Like, when you get 31, I was like, I, I got to take the over, right? Like, it can't it can't possibly go under 31. And the more I thought about it, like, you just laid it out. Two horrible offenses, two good defenses, both teams with backup quarterbacks, one with a third-string quarterback. And it's like, huh. Like, this could be one of those, like, 6-3 games. Like, it very, very feasibly could be, like, a 6-3 game. So, I don't I don't hate that. I, this is another one, Charlie, I'm going to stay away from with a lot of opt-outs here, a lot of, like, impactful opt-outs. I just, I can't bring myself to go over 31, but I also can't bring myself to go under 31. I'm going to bet on Kentucky, but I'm not putting that one on my card. You're a brave soul, Charlie, brave soul. All right, in the most shocking development of the bowl season, both Bryce Young and Will Anderson are set to suit up for Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, which is a big reason why the Tide are still a a 6.5-point favorite over the Big 12 champion, Kansas State. Uh, This is a weird Sugar Bowl because it's going to kick off at noon because New New Year's, excuse me, falls on a Sunday. I hate New Year's. Besides the fact this serves as a playoff appetizer for everyone this year. Um, I am, let's see what my play on this game is. I have Bama minus six and a half, and I'm also taking the under, which is set at 56. Okay, you got a, a two-for-one special on this one, Charlie. I I also have a play on it. I don't have two plays. I don't have a two-for-one special. I am with you, though, on the side here. Give me Alabama minus six and a half. This is one that I was all set to take Kansas State like when I first saw this matchup because my assumption was that Bryce Young nor Will Anderson were going to play and Bama was going to have a ton of opt-outs. And they have some opt-outs, but when I saw that Bryce Young and Will Anderson are both playing this game. It's like, whoa, okay, that changes things. And the line didn't really like explode. It stayed under a touchdown. So yeah, like if you're telling me that I'm only giving up six and a half less than a touchdown with Bryce Young playing in his final game for Alabama, Will Anderson playing in his final game for Alabama. Sorry, Kansas State. Like Bama's not this is not a vintage Bama team, not a vintage Bama offense. They don't have those receivers. But Bryce Young is that difference maker. Like he is that guy. So absolutely. This is a this is another top five play of the bowl season for me because I, I I really was I thought this was going to be a classic like it just means more game for Kansas State like we saw this against Texas in the Sugar Bowl a couple years back right like one team's motivated one team missed out in the playoffs they're the five seed I I don't think that's going to be the case this year I think Bryce Young and Will Anderson choosing to play in this game is going to give the give give Bama a lot of momentum a lot of a lot of encouragement going into this game, and I think that their talent level will take over. They were always going to be the more talented team in this game. I just thought that the the principal play was going to be in effect here. But with those guys playing, yeah, absolutely, Bama's the better team. They're definitely a touchdown better than, than Kansas State, so give me Bama minus 6.5. All right, well, the first playoff game is the Fiesta Bowl. Features number two seed Michigan as a 7.5-point favorite against number three seed TCU. How much do you wish we were playing TCU? Well, I, I I definitely have made it clear. I think that Georgia and Ohio State are the two, I think, and well, maybe I haven't made it super clear, but I think they're the best two teams in the country. I know people argue with me on that because Michigan did beat Ohio State in Columbus. I understand that. I But I think that was just uh, one of those days, one of those games, and it wasn't Ohio State's day. So I absolutely think that we got the raw end of the deal there. But that's how this – I mean, look, I understand why – TCU ended up the three seed. They had 12 wins. Ohio State only had 11. They played in their conference championship game. They didn't want to punish them. I understand that. But if it's about like ranking the the four best teams in terms of like who's best, Ohio State is clearly a better team than TCU. Like there's zero doubt in my mind. Like they are clearly a hundred percent a better team than TCU. But the playoff committee just did not want to have the the, the rematch there. 
in the uh, in the semifinals, and it is what it is. Like I, I knew this was what was going to happen. I don't like it because I think that we would have a better chance to beat TCU. I think I still think we'll probably beat Ohio State. Hopefully, knock on wood. But TCU, like we would, I mean, like we were just so much better than TCU. It's not even funny. So yes, I would rather play TCU for sure. All right, as I said, Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite in this game. I'm not picking a side here, but I am going to take the under, which is fifty eight and a half. Okay, you're taking the under fifty eight now. Actually, that's a that's a pretty strong play, Charlie. Hmm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to steal that one from you. I'm going to take a side here. I'm just I'm going to lay the points. Uh, give me Michigan minus seven and a half. The only chance that TCU has in this game is making JJ McCarthy beat them with his arm. If they can do that, it could get interesting because TCU is not going to be able to slow down their run game. They're 65th nationally with giving up 150 yards a game. So I just, I don't know. I don't think it's a great matchup for TCU in this game. I think at the end of the day, Michigan just has too much talent. And I mentioned like statistically TCU is not on the same planet as the other three playoff teams. Like they're more akin to what Cincinnati was last year than they are to the other three playoff teams. So let me give you some numbers to back this up. Michigan, let's use let's use uh yardage margins and points per game margin here, right? So Michigan is plus 220 plus 2290 yards on the season. They're plus 26.7 points per game. Georgia were plus 2600 yards in the year, plus 26.4 points per game. Ohio State plus 22.75 on the year, plus 25.2 points per game. TCU they're only plus 1140 and plus 15.3 points per game. One of those is not like the others, and that other one is TCU. They're just not on the same planet, guys. They're just not. So Michigan's just a better football team. It's a bad matchup for TCU. I think the closest comps to Michigan's style of play in the Big 12 are Kansas State and Baylor. And how did Kansas or how did TCU fare against those two teams? Well, they beat Baylor, yes, but they beat them by one point. That was a bad Baylor team that just lost to Air Force in their bowl game. They lost to Kansas State in the Big 12 title game. They should have lost. They probably should have lost to them the first time around, um, but Kansas State was down to their third quarterback at times in that game, and that gave TCU the edge. So I don't know. I just think it's a bad matchup for TCU. Michigan's just got superior talent. Give me Michigan. I mean, Charlie, I think this is a. This is probably a two-touchdown-plus win for Michigan. I know TCU has, has been really feisty, and they play close games. I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep it close against Michigan. It'd be fun if they did. I just I don't see it happening. Okay, two questions. Three questions. Am I supposed to have an upset special? That's up to you. Okay, no, because I didn't think about it. Um, am I supposed to... Oh, no, I do have an upset special. Kind of. No, I don't have an upset special. Uh, am I supposed to have a parlay? Don't have to. Okay, because I don't have one. Okay. And do we want to talk about the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl with the dogs and the Buckeyes right now, or do we want to save it for the end? Well, whatever you want, Shirley, on that, because I I'm just gonna let you kind of give your take. Because I still, Curtis and I are still gonna record our official preview episode. I'm gonna give my I'm not gonna give my pick for that game on this episode. I'm gonna do that at the end of the week with our official preview show. Ugh, okay. All right. Well, Georgia is currently favored by seven in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, which kicks off Saturday at eight, as we all know. Um, favored by seven. What's the 62. total? 62. Oh, I think it will be under 62, and I think Georgia went, I think Georgia covers. You think we cover? Yeah. Is it going to be a comfortable lead all game like LSU or is it going to be one of those things we pull away in the fourth quarter? I think it'll probably be a slow start with a nice finish. Yeah, Ohio State doesn't have a ton of depth. Absolutely. 
And I think that we are a team that if we can keep it close, we should be able to control the fourth quarter like Michigan did. People, I don't think people remember or pay much attention to it. Michigan was only up four points going to the fourth quarter in that game. They just dominated the fourth quarter. I think they outscored Ohio State 21-3. to Ohio State has some depth issues on defense, and Michigan was just able to keep pounding and pounding and pounding. They had two really long 75-plus yard touchdown runs at the end of that game. And I think you're right, Charlie. I think in the fourth quarter, this will be a game that we can hopefully take control. But I'm going to keep my official picks, my prediction for the end of the week. So a little tease there for you guys. Make sure to check back. Curtis and I will have our official Peach Bowl preview episode. I think we'll have that up on Thursday for you guys. Give you a little more time to listen to that. All right. Well, we have to skip ahead to Monday, January 2nd, because we have to take a break on Sunday for the NFL. Ridiculous. Which I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that like the NFL. That's just something I can't get into. New Year's Um, Day is college football. I'm sorry. It's just what I I know that... they probably wouldn't get as many eyes on the games. I understand that, but it's just, it just sucks. I don't like the January 2nd. That's well, crazy. First up on January 2nd, we have the ReliaQuest Bowl with Mississippi State favored by one over Illinois. Uh, this is formerly the Outback Bowl. Mississippi State will be looking to win one for Mike Leach as just, again, that slight one-point favorite. Um, I'm taking Mississippi State in this one. Yeah, Charlie, I, I don't... I'm not going to say there's no way Illinois can win this game. They've been a really good football team. They're really, really good on defense. But this is like the inaugural, I guess the, it's a one-off, like the Mike Leach principal play. Like you just, I cannot in good conscience bet against Mississippi State in this game. Plus like just practically speaking, no Chase Brown for Illinois, 1,600 yard rusher. He was their entire offense this year. Like they just gave it to him like 40 times a game and he just made plays that average five yards to carry. He's opting out. Awesome running back that not many people talk about nationally because he played for Illinois, but he is a freaking monster for them. Tommy DeVito, a quarterback, the transfer coming in from Syracuse, had a, had a kind of a renaissance year for himself, but he's not good enough on his own without Chase Brown to put this team on his back. Their passing game just is not there. Mississippi State, um, they're solid on defense. Uh, it's going to be inter- interesting to see how this offense operates without Mike Leach calling the plays, but they've got some guys that have been around him for a while that can kind of step in there, and there's just not a ton of plays to call anyway. I mean, <laughs> that's the beauty of Mike Leach's air raid system. It's only about 10, 12 plays. They don't run a lot of plays, but I just think that they're going to, they're, Mississippi State's going to play on another level in this game, and I, I do like them, again, just from a football standpoint, without Chase Brown. I don't know how Illinois is going to score points. I think Mississippi State would be able to do enough. They have some opt-outs, too. They lost Ra Ra Thomas. Obviously, he's coming here to Athens, which I'm very excited about. But they have a ton of really good receivers. They, that's one of the things that makes their offense so different too. Like with balance, it's not. It was never for Mike Leach about 50-50 split between run and pass. It was about spreading the ball, distributing it equally to all your playmakers. They have a bunch of receivers that can make plays for them. And uh, I like Will Rogers at quarterback here. I think they have the, the quarterback advantage. So absolutely, give me Mississippi State minus one and a half. This is this is the Mike Leach principal play. I cannot go against the, the Bizarro Dogs in this one. Okay, well, then we have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic with USC and Tulane. USC is coming off their disappointing loss in the Pac-12 title game to face a group of five representative Tulane. Sorry, I just said that. USC, that's what I wanted to say. USC is favored by two. They are? No, USC, yes, they are. Yeah, USC is favored by two. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. I'm sorry. It looks like Caleb Williams will try to give his hamstring a go in this game. Sounds like a bad idea to me. But the former Belitnikoff award winner Jordan Addison is opting out. Yes, Jordan Addison was a big-time transfer from Pitt. was a Belitnikoff award winner last year. Had a good year. He's banged up uh, from time to time throughout the year. Caleb Williams, yeah, I don't know, like... 
he, I didn't think he was going to play with how, how severe the hamstring injury reportedly was coming out of that game against Utah in the Pac-12 title game. But it sounds like he's probably, he's been practicing kind of. Hamstring is still kind of iffy, but I think he's going to give it a go. My question is how effective is he going to be? Because a big part of what what makes Caleb Williams Caleb Williams is his like just wow plays that he makes with his legs and just the Houdini stuff he does. How effective is he going to be doing those kind of things with a hamstring injury? I just don't know if he's going to be full speed. And I don't if he's not full speed, is he going to be as special as he normally is? There are no opt-outs for Tulane here, guys. And Tulane is really, really good defensively. If you haven't watched them play this year, they're really, really good on defense. They have an awesome running back. One of the best running backs in the country, Spears, is is really awesome. This is, I thought Kansas State against Alabama might be like the the classic, it just means more principal play. This is the one. This is the New York Six, New Year Six, it just means more principal play. This is the biggest game in program history for Tulane. There's zero doubt about it. USC's coming off that disappointing loss in the Pac-12 title game that knocked them out of the playoffs. We've seen this story before. We saw this against Texas, right? Was that back in 2018? Like we know how this plays out. You see a game like this every single year. I know USC's more talented. No one has to tell me that. I understand that, guys. I've watched both these teams play quite a bit. I get it. But it doesn't matter in games like this. When one team just has that has that fire, that drive, that excitement level, the energy, the motivation, the other team's kind of like, eh, whatever, we don't really want to be here. It never fails. It never fails, guys. So give me Tulane plus two. Um, I'm also going to take Tulane outright to win this game. But for the card, I'm going to take Tulane plus two for you guys. All right. So I think I may have missed a few. Uh, the last play I have was Michigan and TCU. I don't know what you're I doing don't here, think Charlie. You had a lot, though. Well, no, you just, you just missed Mississippi State. Okay, which was Mississippi State minus one, one and a half. What are you doing over here? How are you missing these picks? What are you doing? <sighs> Sidetracked. Sorry. All right. That's not very starish of the podcast, Charlie. I'm doing my. I'm, oh wait, I'm not supposed to. Be, I'm, people say I'm mean to you. I don't feel like I'm mean to you. I'm, I'm sorry. Charlie. I'm doing Do my as job. You please. Do as you please. It's just requiring me to look at three different things at one time. So LSU favored by 14 against Purdue in the Cheez It Citrus Bowl. Uh, Jaden Daniels announced that he is returning to LSU next season, which is good news for them. Uh, This is giving the Tigers some more momentum. On the other side, Purdue lost their head coach. They will be without a starting quarterback, uh, Aiden O'Connell, and star wide receiver Charlie Jones, who have both decided to opt out. Um, Oh, I do have a play on this game. I'm not picking a side. I'm taking the under 56. I really like that, Charlie. I wasn't going to take... Anything in this game, I had no plays on it. I think LSU is going to win. I'm going to bet on LSU to cover the 14, but I'm not going to put that on my cards. It's just a lot of points for a bowl game. It just, there's so much unpredictability when it comes to these games. I don't like those huge spreads usually, but I do like the under 56 try. So put that on my card as well. Give me LSU, yeah, under under 56 for the for the overall point total. I don't think Purdue's going to score much in this game. LSU, they're not. Like Jaden Daniels is. He's going to play in this game. He's going to be 100%. I don't know. There's a couple opt-outs for LSU, but I think the under 56 is a pretty safe play in that one. All right. I spelled Purdue correctly. I wasn't going to out you, Charlie. I haven't outed you one single time all year, but you want to tell the listeners what you're talking about because they have no idea what you're talking I'm about. I'm proud of myself. I spelled it correct, the correct university way, P-U-R, instead of... Purdue chicken. P-E-R. Yes. So guys, um, this is a little inside baseball here. So Charlie, I, I look at her little handy dandy notebook here and she writes down the picks. And the, there's we been... live in Georgia. There's a lot of chicken. Oh my the God. word Purdue oh I usually God. see is P-E-R. I'm surprised you're actually like, I'm surprised you're admitting this. I love this, Charlie. I love this about you that you can just laugh at yourself. But yes, yeah, so there's been multiple weeks where I've, 
we've we've had one of us have had a play on Purdue, and I look at the handy dandy notebook, and Charlie sends me a, a screenshot of the. That's how I get the picks. So I keep track of because she, she won't put it on a spreadsheet. She has to have it on the freaking notebook. Takes a this picture of it. Is a and sends it and sends it to me. And then I look at my phone and look at the and go back and look at who we had. And I see Purdue P E R D U E. And I I made Charlie aware like week three or four. That's not how you spell it. But consistently throughout the season, I, I thought it was a bit. I thought it was like a bit. Like you're just like trying to like just make a joke. But no, you could like oh man, I forgot I spelled it wrong. But I gotta give you credit. You got it right, Charlie. At the end of the season, the last picks episode of the season, you finally nailed it. I'm so proud of you. I was trying to congratulate myself. I'm, you're I'm just making no, fun I'm of proud me. of you, Charlie. I wasn't That's even. Okay. I have not brought up one time all season well, long. You've done it like five times. Well, unfortunately, we've reached the end of our show because we only have one game left. Uh, Utah and Penn State are playing in the Rose Bowl on Monday night. Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. Uh, Two? They play at 5.30. 5.30 Eastern time. Yeah, so night I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Utah fans. Sorry, Penn State fans. It's a terrible location. It is. Utah came up short last year in a Rose Bowl instant classic against Ohio State. The Utes are back again this year as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over James Franklin's James Franklin's, yep, Penn State Nittany Lions. What are you doing? Well, sorry. You can't even read your own notes? The possessive S was getting me. Gotcha. Um, I do have a play on this. I have a lot of unders. I don't have one over, and I didn't pick many sides. I know. Unders aren't fun. I hate betting unders. They're not fun, but you got to just go But I'm taking feel. the under. I got uh, a couple 52. of them, too. All right, under 52. I don't, I mean, Charlie, that's, that's honestly, I think that's the right, if you're taking a side on the point total, I think that's the way to go. I'm not taking the point total here. There's, there's, this is an interesting game. There's not a ton of opt-outs either ways. A few guys here and there, Don Kincaid for Utah, Joey Porter Jr. for Penn State, um, but nothing like crazy that you usually see in some of these New Year's Six games. Penn State has had a really good year, right? So they, they went 10 and 2, two losses to Michigan and Ohio State. The problem is for Penn State, and, and with me trying to like put some faith in them here, they didn't really beat anybody good. Like they lost the only, like they really only played two good teams. They played some all right average teams and won those games, but they didn't beat anybody that, that considered like a really good football team. They lost the two really good teams they played. Utah is not as good as they were last year. They beat some good teams. I mean, they beat USC twice, guys. They beat some good teams in the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 was better than the, than the Big Ten this year. I really believe that. And I love Cam Rising. I really do. I think this guy is a stud at quarterback. He's a tough SOB for them. Um, not having Dalton Kincaid at, at tight end really concerns me. This guy is a monster. But I just I just trust Cam Rising far more than I do Sean Clifford. And his, and his swan song, this quarterback matchup, I know they're not in the field at the same time, but Cam Rising is just more of a playmaker than Sean Clifford could ever dream of being. I like the Utah coaching staff. I think they have been playing better to end the season. So give me the Utes here. I think it's going to be a fun Rose Bowl game. Um, Utah, they lost a heartbreaker to Ohio State last year. And just an, you, you said it right, Charlie. It was 100% an instant classic in that, that Rose Bowl game. I think they want to actually get a W here. I'm pretty sure it was their first Rose Bowl appearance ever. In fact, I'm like positive it was last year. They get back-to-back years. Their fans are going to show up. It's going to be a big game for them. So I think Utah wins this game, and I think they cover that two-and-a-half point spread. All right, you ready to go over the picks? Let's do it. All right, I have FSU minus nine-and-a-half over Oklahoma. I'm taking the under 51-and-a-half of Notre Dame and South Carolina. Taking you. University of Kentucky plus two and a half over Iowa um, in the under 31. Taking Bama minus six and a half against Kansas State in the under 56. Not picking a side in TCU Michigan, but I am taking the under of 58 
and a half. Taking Mississippi State minus one against Illinois. LSU Purdue under 56 and Penn State Utah under 52. So that's six unders. Dear God, that's Charlie. A lot. I didn't catch that. I Wow, they, you didn't like once in a while. be hoping did you? for some good defense. All right, well, good luck to you. Good luck to you on that. All right, I have, starting at the top here, Minnesota. I think I wrote all of them down. I, I don't know if you, I'm actually have to cross reference this, Charlie. I don't know. I can't trust you with this. Minnesota, Syracuse, under 42. Give me the FSU team total over 37 and a half. Washington, plus three and a half. I love that play. It's a top three play for me the entire bowl season. Plus three and a half against Texas. I'm also going to take them on the money line straight up to win that game. It's an upset special. NC State, minus one over Maryland. That's also a top five bowl game play for me. I'm going to take the under 46 in that Dukes Mayo Bowl as well. Give me Notre Dame, minus two against South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. I'm also going to take that under 51 and a half. That's Charlie's special. She talked me into that one. Charlie, if I lose it, that's on you. Um... The Barstool Arizona Bowl, give me Wyoming plus two. Ohio's just not the same without Curtis Rourke at quarterback. Bama with, uh, obviously, Bryce Young, Will Anderson coming back. Give me the minus six and a half in the Sugar Bowl. Michigan, minus seven and a half. I would love to see TCU put, TCU put up a fight. I just don't know if they got the horses to do it. Mississippi State, minus one in the ReliaQuest Bowl, the artist formerly known as the Outback Bowl. Give me Tulane in the Classic. It just means more principal play. Tulane plus two in the Cotton Bowl. Give me LSU Purdue under 56, and I'll also take the Rose Bowl to give me Utah minus two and a half against Penn State. I'm going to cross-reference here, Charlie, make sure you didn't miss anything. Um, did you get my UCLA pick? Did we say UCLA? You missed UCLA, Charlie. Give me UCLA minus five and a half versus Pitt. Here's a handy, handy notebook. Put it in there. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's the only one you missed, though. That's not so bad. You only missed one. So, yeah, give me UCLA minus five and a half against Pitt in the Sun Bowl. And I just want to say, you're like the rain man of football. Who? You. Me? Yeah. Okay, is so that a, this is not is that even... A I mean, I, I appreciate yes, it, I think. Yes, this is not even the... You're truly gifted in the area of football. Were you I identified as gifted as a child? Oh, hell no, Charlie. Okay, well, they missed that one. Um, oh, is that a compliment? I, I did not write down... I wrote down the games and the picks. I did not write down the name of each bowl. Now, if I think really hard... I can think of the bowl names for some of these games because they're more common and have been around for a while. But you just rattled off all of the bowl games. And I know you could do it for every bowl game played. And the fact that you can think about specific plays from like 1993. And it's like you just saw it yesterday. And you're just quoting exactly what happened narrating everything these are very kind words i sincerely so i just want the listeners to know but i I, i'm not any how much knowledge you actually have no 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 no. you're far too kind but i appreciate it well i'm surprised this is not going straight to your head no i i just i I, i'm humbled by this i didn't did not see this one coming so thank you for that i'm always shocked i I, I think all of our listeners are the the same as me I, i really do i mean it's when you're this invested, Charlie, when it means this much to you and you think about it as much as, as I do and our listeners do, um, things just kind of stick with you. And like when it, like, especially Georgia games, just like I remember all these plays from whatever year because I lived it. And like, those are like, especially the bad plays are scars. Okay, the what, good plays are like some of my best memories of my entire life. So I just, yeah. I mean, I remember So what it. bowl game did we play in in 2004? In 2004. So that was the final year David Green and David Pollock I know in 2005 we lost see I remember the losses more than the victories which is 
terrible. I don't know what that okay, says about Larry. me. I, I know, but the, the, the scars, Charlie. I know we lost in the Sugar Bowl in 2005 to West Virginia. DJ Shockley, that was terrible. Steve Slayton for West Virginia. Mm, Pat White, hated that. Terrible. Uh, 2004, we did not make it to what is now New Year's Six Bowl that season. Capital One Bowl? Yes, that's Oh, Capital One. I mean, I don't know, Charlie. Like, is that like... I don't know if that's much of a skill though. It's like a parlor trick. Like I don't, I, I don't. But what, where does that take me? I can't remember five yeah, minutes but what is, ago. Like, what does that do for me? But I mean, I, it's it means a lot to okay, me. Okay, well, you have a party trick then. I have a parlor trick. Congratulations, yes, kudos. Every- I I don't think you've ever been this nice to me in your entire life. We've known each other for a long time. Well, so it I probably won't it. happen again. No, it probably won't. I appreciate it. Um, now I gotta be nice to you. Um, that'll never happen. Everybody really have a great New Year's. Be careful. Be safe. And ultimately, most importantly. Go dogs. Absolutely, Charlie. You're exactly right. Have a very happy new year, guys. Um, I just hope everyone has a great time. And it's also, as Charlie said, be safe. Have, have a good time. Within reason, do your thing. And Charlie, in all seriousness, I do just want to thank you sincerely for all your help this season. You've been flexible and reliable, and I sincerely appreciate that. And I love doing this podcast. I really do. I enjoy recording every single episode because I get to talk Georgia football, and there's not much more fun in this world than, than doing that. But... These picks episodes are by far the most fun episodes I get to record each and every week. So thank you for that. And as always, guys, go dogs. Oh, and also make sure you check back later this week for the actual Ohio State preview game. That is true. That's true. That's true. Yes, we're going to have that. Guys, I know we did this a little bit backwards today, but these bowl games were starting on Thursday, so we want to get this out to you guys ahead of time so you can get some winners and make some money. Curtis and I, yes, Curtis is going to be with me on the preview episodes. We're going to have that for you guys. I'll probably have that for you Thursday, maybe Wednesday night, Thursday morning. We'll have that for you guys, and that's where Curtis and I will give our official predictions. Uh, I know I've done the the scout and the enemy for the Ohio State offense and defense, done deep dives into both those units, but we'll kind of bring it all together, talk about keys to the game, talk about matchups, talk about game plans, all that kind of stuff. We'll do that on that preview episode. So make sure to check back there. And uh, we'll do it one more time here, Charlie. Got to end things the right way. As always, go dogs.